You're going to go dark. There we go. Hi there. You are watching a, a, a special edition of Open Bar. I'm really excited here. I'm Mike Morales here in the heartbeat of Southern California. That young man out there is... John Wolf. What's up, everybody? <laughs> now, for those of you who are not aware, because uh, we have... We have people from all over the world who watch us and they watch our reviews and they watch Open Bar. John Wolf is the brand owner of Juan Lobo Tequila, which made a big splash. I think you you guys launched like late last year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And I saw this and I had to go after you guys because you made your you you launched your tequila from a from made it at a at a distillery that's really near and dear to our hearts that's known 1414 that's uh feliciano vivanco y asociados which um i i i haven't told anyone this but not in a long time but i met uh, don feliciano before he passed away a few years before he passed but you're well anyway let me get back to this story john wolf is also a country music star now you can follow John Wolf if you're not if you're not doing so already. You can find his a lot of his playlists on YouTube. Do it. I will tell you that um, I lived about seven uh, about 13, 14 years in New Mexico, and I'm originally from Southern California. So when you live in the in the Southwest, you you gain this this affinity for country music. But I'm really at heart like I am with my tequila, and obviously you are. You're a purist. So, yeah. um, you know, I listen to guys like, uh, gosh, I remember even growing up here in Southern California, you know, like uh, uh, Freddie Fender, you know, guys like that, just really old school. Um, and, and some of those other names will come back to me. I'm sure I'm going blank right now. But um, but if you haven't figured out John Wolf, go check out his YouTube channel. And if you're not sure there's, you have a, a favorites playlist. It's it's kind of a, and I listened to that one afternoon while I was working here. My gosh, bro, you have, you have that living in New Mexico and even Texas, because I was living in San Antonio up until about September, and you folks are probably watching this in November, okay? Um, I, uh, somebody turned me on to George Strait, because I, I wasn't a George Strait fan up until that point. yeah. If you read the comments on your YouTube um, uh, songs, you are people going, how come this guy's not being played nationally, internationally? You, you really, tell me, where, tell me where your country music roots are and, and where this old, I, I love them. You know, once I listened to your music, I, I, I understood where your tequila passion comes from. Right. And I'll, I'll dovetail that together. But you tell me, where does that come from, man? Where, how, how did you get involved in, 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 the, in the business, in the music business? Well, I think, you know, I grew up, I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, raised in a little town close to Tulsa. And, you know, a little bit about my history prior to being in country music. I, I went to college in Colorado, at Colorado State University. Uh, I have a finance degree uh, from Colorado State. Uh, worked worked in the oil business for a couple of years, and they transferred me to Houston, Texas, where I started playing uh, the beer joints and the dance halls of uh, Houston, Texas. And this has been um, 
I mean, I've sang and played most of my life just for fun. Uh, but growing up in a small town in Oklahoma, you, you really don't know how to get into the country music business, per se. Um, making my way to Houston, Texas and, and uh, out of college in 2005, I started playing the beer joints there. Houston had a really welcoming community on, on a music front, and it gave me the avenue to get into country music. So I went, it literally started playing open mic nights and beer joints and started gaining a fan base and a few connections in the business that, that took me to, you know, to Nashville and kind of made, made that my clear cut path on a career level now for, you know, 12 or 13, you know, years at this point. Um, but the, I, I think that my earliest influence is just as a, a listener really was rooted in George Strait, uh, Frank Sinatra. I'm a big Frank fan. I, I, I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So to me, I think I fell in love with the purists and fell in love with that crooning, that, that approach to music. And um, I think that has influenced what I do artistically. Uh, and as you're going to say, what, I, what I'm doing on a tequila front as well. Well, you know, um, when Alex and I did the, the review of, of Juan Lobo, you know, we, um, I, I was much more confident myself in the quality of, of the tequila. We have not had one bad tequila that came out of that distillery. And I've been there, you know, you know as well as I do what their, their, what their process is. They play Mozart in the background while it ferments. I, I, um, the, the master distiller, the, the, the chemical engineer, who invented that process? Uh, I'm in the. I'm actually in the middle of finishing up a book on on that process, and he and I've met him and his partner. Um, so I I know where the I know where the distillery comes from. I I've, I've met the patriarch of the family. Now you, um, I, I'm looking at before we came on camera. I'm I'm admiring your your tequila collection. There there are guys that I know. Who would want to drink in your bar, man? Because you got some Siete Leguas, you got some Herradura 94, uh, you got Tapatio, you got Cabellito Cerrero. Oh my gosh, you said you had some Cascaween in the background there? Yeah, we've got some Cascaween back here in the back. You know, we we picked up the uh, the uh, Plata 48 as well as uh, an extra Añejo Cascaween, which has been really nice. Um, and what I, what we were saying before off camera is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a tequila fan, you know, I'm a fan of, uh, uh, of, of tequila. I'm a fan of agave distillates. And it's one of those things where, you know, you know, I think you have to be if, as a brand owner, if you're not, I would assume that most would be a, a fan of all tequilas. I love trying out and my wife and I, we come up here to, we call this my man cave up here. And <laughs> next time you guys are in town in Austin, uh, we'll bring you up here and see, and see oh the man cave. Uh, we have a lot of fun um, uh, playing the game or I'll sit out on the, on the patio and we'll, we'll bring each other tequila from the, from the, from the tequila bar and see if we can guess 
which expression it is and, and what brand it is. So we have a lot of fun with that. Wow, you guys do your own blind tastings. I love it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we should have you on sipping off the cuff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and we, we also have uh, some of the Via Mexico uh, brand from uh, 1414 as we were going through the process of learning about uh, the 1414 distillery. Yeah, they they it, it's an amazing uh, uh, history that they have, and uh, even the person that that uh, exposed me uh, to that distillery was David Suro of Siembra Azul. I don't know if you have have had any of yeah. of his of his tequila. He, he's got a delicious and beautiful restaurant in right in Center City, Philly. So if you ever play Philadelphia, you need to go visit his place. Hey, uh, but you know, um, it's. It's really rare for for me. You're maybe the second person in the music business that I've met who is really a student of tequila. And I don't know if you know this gentleman, but uh, Roger Klein is also a brand owner. He, his tequila is with another distillery. And Roger and I have had you know a couple of interviews together, and you can watch all of those on on sipping. Uh, I actually on tequilaaficionado.com, but. Roger, I've watched Roger in a in a bar in in Texas. I forget. I think it was New Braunfels, and he he what he does with his fan base is he does a tequila tasting prior to his concerts, and I've watched this guy take his you know take his people, and I just sat in the back. He says he asked me to chime in. I said no, I'm watching you, man, and because he's really good with his with his people, with his fan base, and how to teach, and then. After that event, um, we met up in, in Arizona about a year later and um, met at the, uh, the Taco Guild in, in, uh, in Phoenix, I think, or Scottsdale. Anyway, um, and we had a really good afternoon with him and his wife. And, and I, I, it amazes me, how, you know, I'm so gratified that there are guys like you who really make the effort to learn about tequila. You were telling me off camera, you're a fan of tequila. And, and then I'm looking at your bar and you're going... Wow, this guy is serious. You don't, you know, because if you look at people's Instagrams and and right now we're um, uh, Tequila Aficionado has the the Tequila Catador course out, and I'm getting a lot of pictures from people who are buying the course, and and they've got you know their palette is everywhere. You know, you you'll have a Siete Leguas with a with another tequila that comes from with another process, and then another process, and and it's like. Pick one, you know what I mean. It's it's like, right, right. but but you really, I once I listened to your 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 YouTube channel, and I got to hear you, and I picked out a couple of favorites. I think one of my favorite songs is what Airport Kiss. Yeah, man, I love that one. Oh my god, there's a game. I don't know if you ever saw it where you 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 know where you're trying, you're dating somebody and you. You you go to every gate that's being that's leaving and kiss me like I'm leaving on that plane, you know, and you play the yeah. airport kiss game. It's a, I love that song, but you have so many other ones that that are coming. That are do you have an album coming out? Is is that what's going on right now? Yeah. So I mean, so, you know, with with the COVID world uh, for us this year, um, you know, really on the music front for quite a few months, we've been completely shut down from touring. Uh, we have turned our focus towards Juan Lobo as much as we can. Um, you know, on the Juan Lobo front during COVID, our effort really has been to expand our footprint on a digital front as much as we can. 
the brand awareness, bringing people in uh, into the brand that aren't familiar with it. Uh, we launched our short film for Juan Lobo, The Quest. Yes. Which uh, we could talk yeah, about. Some questions that. on that, too. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, on, the, on the music front, you know, we, we've just tried to be productive and prep for next year. So we have a really amazing project. Uh, for those of you out there that are, that are watching this and you want to learn more about us, you can go to johnwolfcountry.com. That's J-O-N-W-O-L-F-E country.com. Uh, from there, you can go to the YouTube page. You can go to uh, any place that music is streamed or downloaded uh, to find my music. Um, also, you know, just keeping in touch with us about as we move into next year and make announcement, announcements about new music. But uh, we have a really cool project coming out, which is going to include some really great uh, tequila songs and some tequila references in this new record. Yeah. Excited. By the way, I have, just, let me stop you right there. I have a pet peeve with George Strait's Codigo. Uh, uh, song and i even i have a personal blog and and it and i i think last year i wrote the uh the the top 10 song the tequila songs and i gave george Strait some terrible marks you know you have these beautiful songs from george Strait. i mean he's famous he's got like two houses in san antonio and you know he's got this delicious brand i don't i'm surprised you don't have any do you have any code to go back there no we did i i drank the i drank the blanca <laughs> and i'm, I'm it replaced. So it's that, very, that's a little very It's a delicious tequila if you haven't had it. We haven't had it on sipping off the cuff because I keep asking him for it. But anyway, but that song, he phoned that song in. So please tell me you're I, I you know, I know you love the guy. I love the guy. Sure. But, but that song, that song was I mean, even Mas Tequila is even better than that song. Hey man, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. So we're <laughs> on the same page. You know, he's, he's got, you know, he's, he's not worried about it, but he, I think he might have phoned that one in a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> but we had this, this new tequila song is really going to be, to me, it feels like a classic and it more brings you into, um, you know, there's so many tequila songs that we know are so predictable. Uh, yeah. I hope this one brings you into a different world uh, surrounding uh, my tequila and, it really references more of, now I know this, uh, you know, where I like to go drink tequila sometimes isn't down in the heart of Guadalajara, but I, there's an old bar on the marina down in Cabo San Lucas where yeah. I can sit in there and watch the boats come in and out. And, and uh, my good buddy Tomas, the owner of the bar, Usual Suspects, uh, Tomas and I are very close. And so this new song is going to reference that bar and Tomas, and so it's you guys will really dig it. I'm excited about it. Excellent. I can't wait to hear it because you know, because it's where I live, it's my neighborhood. So I'm gonna um, go, ahead and go out on a limb and say you're gonna rate it five out of five stars. Go. <laughs> well, you know, again, it, it's really interesting because up until the point that I saw the tequila, you know, I'm, I'm we're constantly looking for new brands and that's what we specialize in ourselves at tequila aficionado it's the small startups you know the big brands the big boys like herradura you know and even now tapatio uh well not so much tapatio because i know carlos but you know uh el tesoro uh who, who he also supervises they don't need us you know they they will be more than happy to rate their tequilas if they ever send them and they have in the past but 
Um, I really, my heart is is where the, the newer brands, because they don't have the deep pockets and because they have to launch in a certain way. And Alex and I, when we did your review, you know, it was it was just after we were quarantined, I think. And what had happened was we had all seen Super Bowl Sunday. We saw The Rock overtake Super Bowl Sunday. You know, his his marketing plan for the brand was to roll out with a big splash. And then, you know, probably a lot of a lot of personal appearances, a lot of a lot of movies where it was, you know, going to be I, I won't be surprised to see a lot of product placement. But then it came to a screeching halt. You know, and and um, there was a, one other group that has a brand out that was going to be touring, you know, and 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 of course highlighting their tequila as well at, with all the venues they were going to. You know, I mean that's pretty much standard for for the music uh, the music bands that have a tequila or or any you know uh, liquor. And what I was so so impressed with you and your tequila was that it didn't rely on you going on tour and pushing it and having it on the banners and making sure it was in the bar because I know how this I know how that works. I, I understand the, the background of the business in that in that respect. And I what what really amazed me was that this tequila, your Juan Lobo, regardless of whether you were going on tour or not, was gonna was gonna make a splash and survive because of the quality of the juice behind it. It didn't rely on your career and you're pushing it and your personality. And I and I was really impressed with that because, you know, on the on the other spectrum, The Rock is his tequila. Terramana is his, you know, and and it's the tequila of the people. And, you know, we he did a whole documentary on, on Instagram, if anybody's following The Rock, where, you know, he's he's pitching Walmart and he's flying here and he's and he's doing interviews for his movies and you know a lot a lot of the a lot of what the a lot of what depended on the brand success depended on his success and then now we're quarantined in place right, right so that's what i love about your tequila so tell me i i know what you know i know how it goes when it goes to sourcing tequila how did you where did the idea come from why tequila why didn't you go gin why didn't you go i, I mean i get you obviously love tequila but why did you decide that that was going to be uh, uh, another another aspect of, of the Juan Lobo picture, the John Wolf, um, you know, empire? Sure, sure. You know, and I think, I think the, the story kind of goes back, uh, goes back, goes back a for me, uh, really eight years, the beginning of just the, the nickname Juan Lobo. Um, you know, starting to play South Texas more often. My fans, we have a, a substantial uh, Hispanic fan base in South Texas. So, yes. and uh, very from simple beginnings in that this was this great nickname that my fans gave me. Hey, we're going to go see Juan Lobo tonight. Um, and Juan Lobo was kind of, we just always thought, man, this would be a great brand. Um, what could it be? For me, getting whatever I'm going to get into, whether it's music, um, a side venture, I, I simply have to have a passion for it. it that's, that's really just it. 
Um, and oftentimes, uh, you know, that passion has to be something that you can't master. So I'm not a golfer, but I think golf would be, <laughs> you know, I, because you, you're never going to master it. And so yeah. I kind of started, you know, started getting into tequila uh, independently of the idea of Juan Lobo. So okay. learning, learning about tequila going, wow, okay. Because what, what you knew previously as a touring artist was whatever tequila they brought you to the stage with a ton of salt and a ton of lime right. and you chuck it down and you go, oh man, I hope I survived the night, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So when I begin to discover uh, 100% blue agave tequilas, sipping tequilas, I, I discovered this whole new world of learning. Wow, okay, this process and this history, and uh, this is amazing. And so uh, really the convergence of Juan Lobo and the tequila became the, just, like I said, kind of a nickname with a passion. And you go back about three, three and a half years ago for me now, mm -hmm. um, wanting to research the concept of launching a brand. Fortunately, you know, I, I knew that I would need to have somebody maybe from Mexico that could help me facilitate these relationships. So my, uh, the first call was to one of my friends asking if his wife, who's from Monterey, would she go with me, you know, to, to meet some distillers and meet some producers? Um, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And off we went on our first trip. Um, she's now still my director of operations. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, see us all stick together in this, in this pursuit. Um, so my goal was really looking at tequila from a, uh, I wanted to just learn. I wanted an educational process. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the tequila from a more of an analytical business perspective. So again, we talked before off also off camera, I have a finance degree, which, you know, that some people say I, my, my mom probably wished I would have used the finance degree to <laughs> than becoming a country singer, but it, it did teach me to look at things um, from a business perspective, you know, uh, when you talk about competitive advantage and all those sorts of things. So um, as we started going into and meeting distillers and producers, it really, again, was an educational process of going uh, and and drinking a lot of tequila. I tell, I tell, you know, when folks ask me about starting Juan Lobo, you know, I, I said, you, you know, you, you really need to love tequila because you're going to need to drink a lot of it. If, and, and that's learning about highlands and lowlands and processes. And, um, so that, that was really the beginning of it for me. And as I begin to, so, you know, as I begin to sort of, uh, get into, different producers, I also took the perspective of, you know, I, I'm not from Jalisco. I'm not from Guadalajara. Um, I didn't grow up, you know, I, uh, drinking tequila as, as a, you know, as a teenager, like a lot of, like a lot of people do. Right. And I didn't grow up uh, harvesting agave or in the distillation process. So what I wanted to do was was look for 
the right fit as a sort of producer distiller partner and not try to tell them hey make this tequila like this for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we know that as and self-admittedly i call myself a gringo all the time as a gringo what do i know necessarily of, you know our palates are different right so i wanted my palate to adjust more to um, the tradition of tequila rather than trying to get it to adjust to me uh, so that, that wow. was that was something that was really important for me and so i would go to each distillery that we had meetings with and just say man you guys tell me what you do you know i just want to taste tequila and just let's talk about it let's not talk about what i think it should be right you what you do um and ultimately it it fell uh and, and i also wanted to work with a uh a distillery producer family that uh Number one that I got along with very well, that's honest, um, that has a artistic approach to their tequila, which there's that side of me, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm a finance guy, but I'm a music guy. So I'm, I've got this left brain, right brain thing going on. Well, actually, actually, it's all the same brain because, you know, it, it, if you can read music and I think you do, you do, that's all math. Sure. I mean, you know. So, right. so it's almost, it's almost when, when I do, maybe you've watched a couple of times where we do your tastings for you, Juan Lobo, I'll, I'll use left brain, right brain, because right. that's the same thing that we were taught, you know, the master distiller that actually taught us, um, that taught that technique to me is the one that invented the Mozart, what I call the Mozart method. Yeah. And so I, I, we utilize in our tastings as well. Right. So, so. You know, one, and I didn't know you until today. We're, we've never met even online, but you know, we've communicated and with your people and our people and your people and me, and basically. Um, but I learned a lot about you by the quality of your tequila, and that's what impressed us the hell because it was like, wait a minute, I don't even know this guy. I have to know more about this because I'm in love with this tequila. And, and you know, there's got to be more to you. So, and, and I realize that our fan base is some, could be different from yours. And so we're going to have a lot of crossover. We're going to have people who love tequila are going to go, well, I've never heard of Juan Lobo, but, but I like this guy, you know. And, and, and then if they're not country music people, they're going to go, okay, well, if, he's, if this tequila is this good, what's his music like? And, sure. and that's where I was at, you know, and it's like, so, so tell me, how did you wind up with the Vivancos? Was that just a, an appointment that you guys had and, and eventually just you came around to number 10 or number five or whatever? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where, and again, kind of also from the, the, the a little bit more about the why tequila. Number one, I love tequila, but I also still, from a business perspective, I still, I looked around and, you know, you can look at the trends, you can look at, you know, where these dissolutes have been over the years. And I said, okay, there, there's still, there's still opportunity in the, in the tequila world to become successful. So first of all, you got to have that. And then secondly, you know, I do see, and, and 
nothing against, I don't want to call out brands for what they are or are not doing, but I, I, I do see the opportunity in the tequila world to um, create a brand that, uh, that connects still deeper on a deeper level with uh, their audience um, on an advertising level in a branding level. So I, I said, okay, you know, cause a lot of people ask me, you know, why is Juan Lobo tequila any different than this? You know, so I can say, okay, well, I can talk to you about profile and process. And then I can also talk to you about branding and connection with, with, uh, with our uh, drinkers and, and fan base. And you'll see more of that coming with Juan Lobo in the coming uh, years on how we are, my approach to connecting with people and creating this world of Juan Lobo that we want to enter into. Um, so there's that, but it going back to the Bavanco thing, um, you know, when I went to see Sergio and the Bavanco family, number one, the distillery connected with me being that it's uh uh, Distilleria Arrenchito. So, you know, you, it's, it, it's very, it's, it's very down to earth. It's beautiful. Um, it, it speaks to the country boy in me, you know, they've got, they've got horses, it, it, you know, every time I'm there, they always ask me, John, are you ready to get on a horse? And I, I said, give me a few more drinks of tequila and I'll be ready. <laughs> so I always end up riding horses when I'm there, but you know, I, that spoke to me and the process spoke to me. And I loved just what they did, the distillery tequila. And so for me, and I, I joke about this, but, um, and there might be some, uh, we, and we have a few guys, a few friends and that would see me coming in, uh, flying into San Antonio and, and uh, customs guys, hey, John Wolf, how you doing, man? And, and I said, yeah, I've got a few bottles of tequila again, you know? And, but, you know, we really had to make a lot of trips to bring a lot of tequila back and forth. And I did a lot of sort of um, I brought in uh, friends in the music industry, friends that I went to college with. Um, I tried to vary my tasting groups. So mm -hmm. our tasting process and groups went on, man, for at least a year. And we would have these big tastings, blind tastings. And, you know, Internally, I, I said, hey, you know, I really would love to work with the Bivancos. I hope that the, uh, their tequila is, is getting ranked in the top two from everybody. Uh, without them knowing it, I wasn't going to try to influence it. And mm -hmm. sure enough, you know, it really stood up for itself. And I think that that's, that was the other thing about the, about the brand. Thank yeah. you. And for yep. them, and I, I'm going to, I'll, we're, I'll clap for the Bivancos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it was really it was something where I, if I market and brand this thing to the, you know, to the nines, that's great. If it's, but if it's not great tequila, it's not going to work. You know. Wow! Look at you. See, I, I got it. I understood it. I understood that by tasting your tequila. And, and, you know, of course, the, the 20 years of experience that I've got, you know, doing this stuff and, and knowing where, you know, all these tequilas come from and how to find them and all that stuff. I mean, 
you you know in the, the back end of the business, it's like the restaurant business, you know, the back end of the business as opposed to the front of the house. Right. And and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the back end, but I, I the, the every tequila brand that comes out of Nome 1414 and the name of the business is, is Feliciano Vivanco y Asociados, but it's the distillery is El Ranchito. And everything that comes out of there is stellar. It really does stand up for itself. And, and uh, unless you've been to the distillery, it's very quiet. There's a reason distilleries are very, you know, there's not a lot of action going on. It's very, especially with the serious ones. And there, I'm sure you visited a few. How many did you visit before the Vivancos or even after for that matter? I would say we were in the realm of, you know, 15 or 20. Uh, so, you know, there, there were certain ones that I already knew they supplied, you know, 20 or 30 or 50. Right. You know, I said, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, I, I want our consumer to, when they go buy a bottle of Juan Lobo that, you know, in the Bivancos, you know, I, my hope, of course, I see, um, you know, I see how how brilliant they are at what they do, and um, I you know I hope that Juan Lobo becomes, for their sake, for all of us, I hope it becomes the biggest tequila in the world, right? But <laughs> they have, uh, but they have, um, you know, they have smaller clients. There's they're they're selective, um, yes. and so you know, sure, any shelf is going to have a few uh, 1414s you know, on the wall, but, um, they're also really careful about, uh, designating each brand to have its own, you know, specific taste profile. Right. Uh, and that starts in the very essence of the process, you know, starts from the harvesting. Mm -hmm. We know exactly how they're going to harvest the Juan Lobo agaves and, and, and that process is going to be uh, a little different all the way through that's going to designate what becomes the Juan Lobo uh, profile. So it really was something for us that um, it was important to not, uh, you know, sort of be a number, I guess, to, to them. We wanted to be somebody that was, uh, uh, wanted, we wanted to be a priority. You know, I, I, I watched your, your, we were, just like us, we're on every and every platform of social media. Yeah, go ahead and reload. <laughs> yeah, I'm hey, repo right now. If I, I, you know, if I didn't have to save your tequila for the end of the end of our brand of promise awards, I, I'd be drinking it too because you know, you know, I, know a, I might be able. To, we might be able to figure out how to get you some more. I know a guy. You know, yeah, might, you know, I I bet you do. So, um, you know, the 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 thing with um, the the. I was I was going to ask you about. Uh, I watched your your Instagram, and what I've noticed is, you know, for a lot of other brand owners, they don't necessarily promote their distillery, and and the distillery, you know, it's still a business. The distillery has to make money. They have to support. They have to put food on the table, like all the rest of us. Sure. And so I have nothing against uh, what they call maquiladoras, which I'm sure you've heard the the term. You know, uh, distilleries that make a lot of brands for a lot of people, there are some very reputable brands coming out of uh, maquiladoras. And then there are other dogs, too. I mean, not all of them are winners. Sure. But 
what what I noticed about your Instagram is you're giving props to to the to family, the Vivanco family, and that's completely brand new to me because there are some really great brands that have come out of that distillery, um, and and they take pictures of the distillery, you know, and you can see almost the same pictures from the different brands, whether they're still on the shelf or not, and and I know right away that's that's the Vivanco family. The, their distillery, but I. But what I noticed is you, you've got a couple of pictures of you and Sergio, and and that's kind of neat. I, I don't know, is that by design or because, or, you know, I don't, the funny thing is, I don't think I've ever met Sergio. We've communicated very little on, on email, but I, like I said, I met his father, um, and, and he was, what a, what a, what a magical guy. He just had a charisma about him, you know, and, and, uh, so is that by design? You know, just I, I get the impression that he was kind of the guy behind the scenes and very shy and and not you know not not camera ready. You know, but but you got some great shots of both of you drinking at the bar. Yeah, you know that was something that um, Sergio and I sort of you know had our our kindred spirits. Uh, there was something about our relationship that was important to this entire uh, process. And uh, you and I talked, I've mentioned, you and I talked off camera before as well. We, we both, we love stories and storylines, you know, it's in, and you, you could probably guess that being a country singer, I've, uh -huh. story, everything to me. I mean, it, 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 it's runs through my music and, and, and I think that, Sergio is and the Bivanco family are an integral piece of the story. And I think that that we that was by design. I looked around. I felt like that. Too many brands have this manufactured story. Um, and it's kind of all the same in a way. And a lot of brands will say, oh, you know, we discovered this secret tequila and, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to show our consumers and, um, our fans, our customers, um, I wanted to give them a complete picture of what this is. So there's little places they can go if they want to learn about the, semi-fictional story of Juan Lobo, they can go watch the quest, Juan Lobo. Right. And if they want to know, oh, this is John with uh, sort of his distillery, as we would put it, you know, Surio is now sort of a little bit of the face of the brand uh, or this, the face of the distillery yes. to, in, in the story with us. So I know, you know, we have his brothers and and there there's a, there's a group of them, but um, Sergio and I just really enjoyed being around each other, drinking tequila together, and uh, we wanted people to sort of dig in and see that early uh, process with with Sergio. That's awesome. I, I just, like I said, I can't say enough about the family. I think that they're just doing. They continue to do incredible work. And what I loved about your tequila too, and I think Alex and I said this, it's very old school. It's, it's, you know, the old school tequilas, other than, you know, the Tapatios and the, and the uh, tequila ochos and, you know, the single estate and all that, 
or even Siete Leguas for that matter, they're, they're, fair, they're few and far between because the more of these brands that are coming from, um, that are becoming mainstream, the flavor profile becomes mainstream as well. So yeah. when you were hit with the Juan Lobo, you're like, oh, wow, where have I had this one in the last 10 years? It was 10 right. years since I had this, this flavor profile, you know? So we, you, you obviously saw the reviews. We fell our, all over ourselves with it. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you for having the guts to, to, not, to not make the celebrity, you know, and I, and I guess I use that term loosely now because now having met you, you just a, you're just a regular guy with a finance degree. Uh, and, and, a, and by the way, a lovely wife. Congratulations on your, on your nuptials. Not only did you get married this year as well, right before the pandemic, or what? We got married uh, November of 2019. This is important. You got to know what your anniversary is. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming yeah. up. We're about <laughs> a month away. So, uh, Mike, I might have to have you call me to say, "Hey, buddy, it's the 29th. You need to get out and get the car." To the uh, but um, Amber, Amber's been in my life almost eight years. Um, she's been a part of this process with Juan Lobo. Uh, integral part of the process. The Bivancos love Amber. Uh, they love having her around. Uh, you know, she she's the marketing director for Juan Lobo. Um, you know, not not enough props to her, man. Honestly, everything. Uh, and she's uh, she's very involved in my music business and 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 the tequila business handling my schedule and she so she puts up with a lot from me i think i think maybe, i think maybe the uh anniversary should be more than just you know a card and flowers it might need to be a new car or something like that oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well you know uh, uh it, it's it's just it, I, I basically she's got nothing to do right so she just kind of yeah right. Yeah, it's just a figurehead. But now, no, believe me, uh, Lisa Peach, uh, who is our marketing director on Tequila Aficionado, has grown this brand to what it is. You know, now we have a magazine and we have the tastings and, you know, it gives me a chance to do more of these open bars with sure. with people behind the scenes, you know, brand owners, distillers and, and guys like you. Um, I wanted to ask you, was was the the quest Whose idea was that? Was that Amber's idea? Because if you folks, if you haven't seen the quest, you can see it on on uh, it's on your website. But I think you also have it on on um, Instagram TV. Yeah. And I watched it again the other day, and I got to tell you, the quality of the of the scenes. I know it's a short film, but it looks like I'm watching Narcos because you know <laughs> it looks like you're being like you just you know you got you got you got hijacked at the at La Capilla, which is the oldest tequila, the oldest uh, uh, tequila bar in Mexico. Yeah. And and then they take you in this car and the guys are speaking Spanish to each other like a couple of Sicarios. And I'm going, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> you know. So whose idea was that? I mean, isn't that going like a little extreme? You know, you know what I wanted to do and the goal with Juan Lobo is is to again, to, to continue over a period of time to not only, um, and I, I say this on the music front, if you want to be a successful artist, it, it takes a lot of work. And I tell a lot of young guys, you know, not only, you, you got to stay in shape. That's a part, part of being, you know, a country singer nowadays, you know. Uh, you got to work on your craft as a songwriter. You gotta, you gotta be able to put that hat on as a businessman. 
you, you need to be able to work on your stage presence, your vocals. So really, if you translate all that over into the world of tequila, you know, I want these little places for people to go. They, they depend on the profile to be consistent. And there were reasons behind some of these, these uh, profiles as well. But I wanted the profiles to be a certain thing. I wanted, we have to keep them consistent. Packaging, marketing is a big deal. We want to be able to grab them in a storyline. So these are all little things along the way that we give, that we're giving our consumers places to sort of take ownership and become a part of joining the narrative of, of Juan Lobo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really becomes, as we go down the, the road with Juan Lobo, it becomes about lifestyle and, and sort of how I feel when I'm drinking Juan Lobo or those sorts of things. The quest was the beginning of that idea. Um, and it was my, it was my idea and my, my director buddy, uh, Mason Dixon, uh, who directed the film. Uh, I remember sitting in a, in a, my car over at the grocery store over here. I was about to go in and get something for dinner. And, and I called my director buddy. I said, Hey, wh- what do you think about this idea of this, this short film around one level tequila? And, uh, I told him that, the concept and and he said, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. And I go, okay, how much is it going to cost? And he says, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going, okay, great. Let's do it. <laughs> so <laughs> we just, it really is from a creative perspective. And, you know, those that know tequila that dig in deep, they'll go, okay, wait a second. He, that's a high, you know, one Lobo is a Highlands tequila, but they filmed a lot of it in the lowlands and there's this going on and this going on. And, and it's not meant to be something that uh, we, you have to remove yourself a little bit from the uh, the stark reality of the brand to just the storyline, because right. there will be more episodes. I was going to ask you if you're going to do more of these. Yeah, there, there's going to be more episodes. We're going to find ourselves in the Highlands, and and there's the story will continue. So, uh, for those of you out there that are that want to go see it, the premise of the story is. Juan Lobo is sort of a he's a sort of a world traveler kind of guy, and he's he's in search of this special tequila, and it leads him to the 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 sort of uh, I guess you could say that what what y'all what we think is the jefe of right. this special tequila brand, and he's where the where the story ends basically is that they've come to a a good understanding of that tequila is, is sacred and there's a process and it's important to uphold the reputation and the, the quality of, of tequila, which that translates right back into reality because that's the truth. I, I tell a lot of people, you know, there's a, with a co-responsibility agreement in Mexico, it's, it's important for me to uphold the Bavanco family reputation Mm-hmm. the way that we do business and then they in turn will uphold the the reputation of of Juan Lobo and make sure that we're doing business in a uh in a truthful and honest and kind way that's that's really what it's about excellent that that if you folks haven't seen the quest you really need to watch it because it you know I, I'm we're 
I'm kind of like uh, uh, dying for the next Narcos to come out. And so this will give this give me a little bit of a narco fix, you know. But but it's not really. It's that nothing to do with Narcos. It just kind of has that that atmosphere, you know. Yeah. Are you gonna do this with the with the beard again or without the beard this time? Because every time I every time I see pictures of you, it's with or without. I mean, what does it take you half an hour to shave or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Yeah, the beard is kind of a love-hate relationship uh, that I have. And I get the beard for a while, and I go, man, I love the beard. And then about a month and a half later, I go, I, I got to get rid of the beard. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it starts to turn gray on you. <laughs> it, well, I, hey, you know, I got a few of those, man. Yeah. I got <laughs> the idea, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of cool because in the music front, I typically kind of have been clean-shaven. And then when I do Juan Lobo, I grow the beard out. So it's, it's kind of a fun little uh, designation between the two. And, uh, but we, we had a lot of fun with the quest, so much work and so many great people involved. I mean, it really, uh, it's employed a lot of people from, from, from the, from the, from Jalisco who are involved in the, in the mute, in the, in the picture business, in the movie business. Right. It was, Everybody was cast right there in, in Guadalajara and tequila and um, the bartender in uh, in uh, in the oh, yeah he, he's actually the bartender uh, over at the tasting room uh, across what's the name of the tasting room across from the uh, oh, he was the, yeah. the bartender the funny, the funny thing is I've been to I've been back to Jalisco maybe three four times but the very first time that I was that we were there was was on a, a I call it the the largest blind date I've ever been on. It was a first tour before tours became a thing. Okay. So it's close to going to bed. It's like thirty five of us, and somebody says, "Hey, where's so and so?" Oh, they're they're over at the oldest bar in Tequila, and they go, "Where's that?" So before going to the hotel, which is you know we walk everywhere, right? If you're if you're in downtown Tequila, you just walk everywhere. And it's dark. It's close to eleven o'clock. People, you know, the streets are empty. You're going. I'm from, you know, I'm from the hood here in Southern Cal. So I, I'm going. Is this safe? You know. Anyway, we walk in, and this is a hole in the wall, with a, with a, uh, uh, with a jukebox. You know, and and it, and the gentleman behind the bar was was uh, may he rest in peace. It's it's, uh, uh, he was the one that invented the batanga, and the drink. And and so he's yeah, Don Javier, and he served us, and he kept the bar open for us, you know, because we kept wandering in, and so we started dancing to ranchera music, and it was it was really cool, but but it was, and you know, now it's an historic, um, you know, bar, yeah. so but I can't remember what the tasting room is across across the street. I can't. I, I thought maybe he was the now the second in charge or whoever has handled you know who's handling now the. Uh, uh, the bar itself, but I recognize it right off because it still hasn't changed. The pictures behind the bar are still the same, you know. Um, let me let me ask you what when 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 somebody tastes your tequila, what do you want them to know about about you? Do you do you want it to be an extension of your personality, an extension of your music, or do you want that to be a separate experience? We were talking about the. You know, the Juan Lobo experience being separate, you know, different tangents all coalescing in one center. Yeah, you know, I think I think looking at sort of what my musical influence were, we went 
you know, talking earlier about Frank Sinatra and George Strait. I guess you could say that from a, I'm drawn to classic things, timeless things that feel uh, sort of traditional. That's, that's something. So I wanted the, I wanted my tequila to have that traditional uh, tequila agave taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was important. Um, you know, I wanted I wanted my consumer, our fans, our drinkers, to go. Man, that to me, uh, I taste. I'm 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 drinking. You know, cooked agave. You know, okay, got it. You know, um, I wanted the, 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 uh, the reposado to also kind of stand out on its own, uh, to the extent that, that sometimes you take a, uh, you take a, a line of expressions from a tequila brand and one kind of melds into the other a little more than what I wanted. I wanted these to kind of be, okay, wow, you know, um, this has its own thing. This has its own thing. That that was important to me. Um, And I think what I want our consumers to, to feel when they drink Juan Lobo is it, I'm hoping at some point those things all translate to them to, to say, okay, this to me feels classic. It feels uh, honest. It feels uh, traditional. Uh, I don't know if I want to use the word complex um, because that's maybe not really what I want. Them. I, I don't know if I would want them to say, hey, this is complex, but I want them to feel that it's thought out. Well, you know, so it's it worked on us. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, and and yeah, we would use complex as a you know, it's more of the complex is more of a descriptor when you when we when you taste a tequila, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of layers in there, sure. and and I and then we told people, you know, please take your time with this tequila. It's it, yeah, you know, there's there's the party aspect when people are going to be taking shots and drinking out of the bottle and things like that. You can't you can't stop others from doing that, sure. but it really is. Um, you know, for us, what we try to show people is how to be at one in the moment. And that's basically it. It's like a wine tasting, a beer tasting. You know, when you go to a winery, it's nothing loud and there's no, you know, it's it's reverent. It's like going to church. You know, it, it's people speak in low tones. And, 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 and it's almost weird how that happens because it's, it's not by design, I'm sure. But you just feel there's, there's this presence that you feel that you know what you're about to taste or sample is is special, or or you're going you know if nothing else you know up until COVID everybody's running around and and we're all online and we're everywhere and we're not reading and we're not taking time for ourselves and you know since March some people are just not equipped to be at one with themselves and so for us when we show people how to how to taste tequila it's all about you know be at one with what it is you're tasting. It's not about shooting it because that that there's no experience with that anymore. Nobody does that. And so when you made what we realized when you made your tequila, and of course where you made it, um, it was it was so people could stop 
and smell literally stop and smell the roses. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't you don't phone in your lyrics or your music, you know, you you really got to play your your especially that that favorites uh set on YouTube. I I mean, I I ran it for like a couple of hours. It just, you know, it's like, "Wow, where's this guy been? How come how come I haven't heard, you know, I spent 7 years in San Antonio and and not once did I hear, you know, Juan Lobo until I saw your tequila and that could be just because of, you know, where where I was at the time but you're you really you're like this old soul man you you've got you you do you have that everything so far has rung true from what you've said even this conversation that you know we're almost at an hour here and I, I want to let you go because it's I know I don't want to take up too much of your time but you know because you know how it is when you drink tequila and talk you can talk you all of a sudden you look and it's three hours later, you know? Yeah. And I got to, I got to do another tasting in an hour, but anyway, um, you really are an old soul. So what, what do you, when it comes to, to, to your music, what would you like people who maybe don't follow a John Wolf, what would you like them to know about you that, that, you know, maybe your fan base does what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, it's really interesting to me because the uh, the creative pursuit of what we do is never guaranteed for commercial success per se. Um, now, as a country singer, uh, you know com commercial commercial success is has a, maybe a lot of a lot of definitions at this yeah. point. Um, I've always I've had a few stints with major label record deals in Nashville, which uh, predominantly I've been independent. I've grown my own music career and uh, and we've become very successful at it. We tour all over the country. Um, you know, I, I don't I haven't gotten to the point where I sell out stadiums um, or anything of that nature. Uh, the, the, well, you know, the, the last guy from Oklahoma who did that is uh, spending a residency in Vegas these days. That's uh, right. That's so right. You got so, Garth is he's he's watching you, boy. That's right. That's right. And so, my goal really was to always make all of my records. I, I put a lot of work and effort into those albums um, to to be who I am and and to uh, be the best I can be. And that's what I tell people that 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 don't know my music, just know it comes from an honest place. Um, it's traditional country music with a modern twist and flair to it. Uh, we're, I think we're five, I think we have what four studio albums out at this point, about to do our fifth studio record, two live albums. Right. Uh, the live albums really do highlight our shows. They're a lot of fun. They're rowdy. Our fans know every single word of every song and, <laughs> There's there's definitely what we call the wolf pack. It's yeah. it's uh, you know, so for, for us, we're just really proud of where we are with the music, proud of the honesty, and if folks out there like country music, like traditional country music, they we encourage them to go uh, uh, listen to what's out there. And we have an amazing new record coming next year that is influenced even more by the things I love. It's the most me album that we've ever done. So there's the, the common thread 
through this new record recording has been Juan Lobo Tequila, um, introducing it to more and more people. It's been involved in the songs that we wrote for this new album. Okay. So, um, so we me, know you're not phoning it in. <laughs> to me, that is, that's what this is about. It's about a creative pursuit, about doing good work. And, uh, of course, you hope more and more people, you know, commercial success is a great thing on all fronts. But uh, you, you got to start with the good stuff. Well, let's see. Uh, I, I, someone sent me these. You have 94 million streams across all digital platforms. You have 45 million Spotify streams. You have 50,000 releases sold. Um, 1,200 shows performed up until this point. Right. right? right. Um, 14 radio singles. We have nine consecutive number one songs in Texas. Yeah. Um, you know, five albums, like you said, you've got some some live stuff going on as well. That that's there's some really impressive numbers that that you have, and it's only going to get better. I, I I first of all, let me let me say thank you, John, for for being with us and for um, you know uh, spending time with us. I I know that it took a, a chunk of your day, but uh, uh, if you folks see this, we're 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 it, you're probably enjoying this at home with family. Uh, we hope to have this up by Thanksgiving Day. So that generally for us, that's our that's the biggest, you know, people are bored at home or, you know, whatever. And, they're, and we're going to be able to, to, to let people in on a, 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 an afternoon with, you know, with John Wolf. Uh, I want please do me a favor and thank Amber for putting this together. Um, you know, happy anniversary coming up. I guess at this point it'll be the anniversary. Uh, I'll give you a call. <laughs> Please remind me, Mike. I'll yeah, remind you. I'll just text you and, you know. Uh, folks, you have been listening to John Wolf, Juan Lobo Tequila, and John Wolf, the country music singer and star. Uh, you've been also watching Open Bar on all of our platforms. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit the, the red button uh, unless you're, you know, worried about commitment. Uh, hit the notification bell as well. Follow us on, on Instagram TV, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can do the same with John. Go check out The Quest. If you if you have this 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 narco thing that, you know, I I've got I really do. I, I have I can't wait for the next season. Go watch his, his short film. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. By the way, I was gonna ask you, you know the common thread that I see in all of your videos? It's brunettes. What is it with you and brunettes? <laughs> I, mean, I know you're married, you're married one. <laughs> there's not a single blonde in any of his videos i'm not sure what that's all about but yeah i, I, yeah. I had bad luck with blondes in the past i'm married <laughs> a brunette i'm sticking with it <laughs> congratulations on your future album uh we, you know i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna be watching this gentleman's career you should be watching it too and thank you again for being on with us on, on open bar i'm mike morales here in our SoCal uh, uh, office. Thanks again, John. Enjoy your tequila. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, in case the brands of promise uh, have something special for you, we'll let you know, okay, for sure. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And.